I'm Matt Ingram, a musician, producer, and co-owner of Urchin Studios in East London. In these podcasts, I'll be talking with creative individuals that I know and admire about music, art, the creative process, and of course, whatever else comes up. My guest today is drummer Adam Betts. Adam is perhaps best well known as a member of the heavy electro band Three Trap Tigers, but his playing credits also include artists such as Goldie, JTQ and Roots Maneuver. Adam Betts, welcome to this, the first, this is the, the first Urchin podcast. Yeah. So if it's shit, it's your, it's your fault. <laughs> no, if it's shit, the whole concept is bad. And if, we, it was, if it's amazing, then, it, then, you know, if it was the fifth one and they'd all been amazing and then it was shit, mm-hmm. then it's, then I'll take the... And we've, we've said shit like four times in the opening, which means we get a lot of explicit things. Yes. Which instantly makes it cool. Wow, is there, is there stats for that? No. But um, right, so I have questions, mm. and the first question is actually rubbish, and it's a question I actually don't like being asked. But but I just thought I'd you know make you feel uncomfortable, well, not uncomfortable. But how would you describe yourself and what you do? Like, the reason I'm asking about it is because often if I'm I don't know if I'm like you know I'm at a party and I meet someone, uh, it it. it what I say I do has kind of evolved over the years. Right. So how, but so if I, you know, if we hadn't met and I'm like, oh, you know. I think my answer's got worse over the years. I think, um, um, well, I'm a drummer, really, first, you know, I, uh, um, love playing the drums and, uh, I play, I'm very, very lucky to play it with a couple of awesome bands. Yeah. Um, and to be involved in some projects that, like, um, the you know some are more drum centric than the others, but as far as doing a band that's not totally wanky goes, they're pretty <laughs> drum centric. You know, it's uh, I think like you know Tigers Three Track Tigers obviously is pretty fucking um, yeah, it's pretty uh, you get to shred a bit. Yeah, so I mean, you just been recording the new album, mm. not here. No, which, which I'm surprised we even I'm surprised we were still even friends. Mm. After that, no, I nearly after, didn't come. After you pulled that shit, I nearly on. didn't come back. <laughs> nearly, yeah, no. But um, no, how, how's it? How's it been? It was, it was hard. Um, not for any reason. Really... Yeah, the music's so simple. Out of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the annoying thing is, is it is it totally is about the vibe and all the right notes. Yeah. Um, it, it was hard, probably for totally stupid reasons. I haven't really had a break this summer at yeah. all, and. There's just been a lot of kind of stuff going on. Um, there's, there's all been really good and really fun, but I haven't really stopped. And it just reached, I suddenly got exhausted by the first day of the studio, mm-hmm. the first day of actual take. So you, you didn't you didn't go into, sorry, I'm just arranging, your, your bellowing laugh, Adam, is clipping my preamp. Yeah, nice. So I'm, I'm just turning that nice. up. Right. Um, so you just, you went into it like, so no, no break then, just, just yeah. straight in. And it was, oh man, it was like, yeah, we um, we rehearsed a lot leading up to it as well. You know, we were doing because it's been. I mean, it's been like you know, you're obviously you're all friends of mine. You trapped Tiger Boys, and uh, it's been like I've been talking to you guys about this because it's been what three years. Yeah, three yeah, years. three years. It was it was January 2011 when we recorded. Or was it 20? It can't have been 2010. Yeah. When we recorded. I'm, I'm just so. glad you're in the CS so I can stop talking about it with you. 
Yeah, I'm just bored. <laughs> just bored of hearing about it. Yeah, no, no. So it's uh, so yeah, and and the, the funny thing is, we got like playthroughs of the tunes we're doing on this album from like February, really? January, and February from some of the songs, and you're like, oh my, you know, I didn't realize we've been working on. But then I guess that's not that long. That's kind of what six months. Yeah, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Yeah, but yeah, and so but it, but so you, I had to. Think it was hard. Yeah, I was just I had no patience, and I the second I mess a take up. I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, really furious. And we, Matt, we sweary. Yeah, and Matt was great, and he was like, look, man, come on, let's go back in. But it was that kind of thing. If I got one bit right, and he's like, I think you can get a better one of the second half. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll, then I'll screw up the first half. So there are a couple of there are a couple of comp tunes, um, which I yeah I don't know I'm, you know I don't have any ego about that. Um, um, and what are you what are you playing to? Like because I know the, the, the when you track the first record again not not with us. <laughs> it's gonna be, a, it's yeah, gonna be like a recurring too. When, when um, you took the first record, there was like no click, was there? There was there was it was two bits with click. Right. There was there was like those the kind of the groove tune was along to a click, and then the the last tune where it's just bass drum for the first kind of three minutes mm. that was to a click. Um, but yeah, there's a, quite a bit of click on this one. There's quite a lot, um, and because you because are you tracking? drums to um, like pre-programmed stuff or the other boys jamming with you um, or how's it working there's most of the tunes they're playing along as well and then there was one tune where just by how much stuff there is on the demo we've got like and how well produced it like you know really compressed and vibey yeah. it was like actually should I just go and play along to that because you know they're, they're playing the tunes and stuff but it, it's quite paper sounding you know you've got this quite you got the. It's a good headphone mix, but you know it doesn't sound as good as a demo does. Yeah. So I one of the tunes I played along to the demo, and it just came together very very quickly. Um, you know, it was instantly like, oh yeah, this is really good. This is really working. Um, we bounced down the demo without the drums, and then just had all the synths from that, and I played along with that, and that was really good. I mean, that's quite a mechanical kind of funky tune. So I don't know, funky on a Tiger's record, but <laughs> yeah, um, and it's yeah that one worked really well. We've actually been been talking quite a lot this year about, you know, you've been, you've been practicing a lot. It's just like been mm. putting me to shame. So <laughs> I've done I've done nothing this year. Don't actually, work. no, I've got together a um, a few things. Right. But it, you know that practice where you you think about it mm. <laughs> for weeks. Yeah. And you're like, oh right, yeah. If I just like push the hat or, or something, it's, mm. it's, but actually you've you've actually been properly doing. Yeah. That. It's funny. It's um. It suddenly, it, yeah, it's been, you know, over the last few years, I've kind of been getting back into a really good practice regime that I got out of while I was at college. Um, you know, kind of just found found my kind of love for working on it again, which has been really good. Has there been, was there a reason for that? Because I, I find, like, from my point of view, I like to practice, but I have to be practicing for something. Yeah. You know, so if it's just been leading up to the, this this recording. This Definitely, this, this year recording. has been leading up to a few bits. Like we had the big Goldie gig where we did yeah. Timeless Live, and there yeah, was a oh, lot. I want to talk about that. There later. was a lot yeah, of wood shedding on that, yeah, and that was <laughs> really and that felt amazing because it got from somewhere where when I started practicing, it was like, God, there's no way this is going to sound any good, to a really successful gig. Um, mm. um, but a lot of it's been like, um, well, you know, I. I Playing with JTQ, we you know we were playing funk, but I would record all those gigs and I'd listen back to it and uh, 
and I'd be like, you know what, this doesn't sound the way I want it to sound. But that's, I, I feel that that's, um, you know, I don't think I've ever heard a live recording that I've done and been... Because you're hearing it like totally out of context. Yeah, no, to- totally. You but know, I've heard if, live if, recordings. If you were there and you'd be like, because mm. I think like a good a good example of that is, um, I've been to gigs that I just loved, just they've been great, and and have really, and then I've heard a recording of, and and good recordings of that mm. gig, and it just sounds like yeah. awful. It just it's like God, is this like the same gig or? You know, whenever I've heard a live recording myself, it, 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 you know, you're always like, oh, I'm just rushy and, and or, you know... You're you me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, we're often rushy, us yeah. drummers, aren't we? And, and, but, but actually, you know, that might be one of the things that was really cool about the gig, you know? The, yeah, it, was, it had a no, energy absolutely. And, I've, I've had like, that a lot where people have said, know, oh, you've got that, that pushy thing. And I'm like, they're just saying you're speaking, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I'm just like, being I, nice. I hate that pushy thing. <laughs> your, your, your time's crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, you know, it's it's one of those things, like, um, I, I just always, I, you know, you. one of the things that's good about music, but also frustrating about being a musician, is you always trying to, well, I don't know, some people might get where they are and be incredibly happy and, and good for them, and that's great. I don't um, think anyone's happy, are they? Ex- well, that's the thing. I think anyone that gets anywhere the, the rubbish is people, probably the rubbish, the rubbish like hears themselves. And, and, and it's, it's, it's how you think about it, isn't it? Do you listen to yourself and go, I hate that and I don't deserve to play it? Or do you listen to it and go, that would be really good if I could just tart up this and fix that. And, you know, I know like all those, all the wicked drummers still work you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. hard on their playing. So it's like... Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I'm not advocating, you know, don't, don't practice. So, by the way, this is this is the only compliment I'm going to give you on this because we're English and we don't we don't do this. Mm. But but I, I, you are one of my favourite drummers. And the thing that when I when I'm talking about you to other people, it's like maybe there's people that haven't heard you playing. It's like you know I'm saying there's this, there's this guy in a bed, and he's like, when I describe like your your style of playing, it's like, and particularly in Three Trap Tigers, which I think is. A real like vehicle for kind of your your thing. Yeah, it's probably the most. It's, it's, it's the most I always describe it as like, it's, it has all the kind of intricacies of electronica, but yet it's kind of has the delivery of like metal, and so so yeah. so in, if if I was to describe it in two words, right, it's like sophisticated and angry. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. So, but but I think that like you know the rushiness that you have, I think. You know, you you're hearing it as rushiness. I'm hearing it as just like fucking commitment and no, de- and, totally. and and delivery. Totally. And you know, you do, maybe do you want to iron out those? I'm not saying that by practicing you're going to iron out that things, but I think that like a lot of people that are into what you do, that the, the kind of angry, pushy thing is like mm. what what we all love. But there's you know, there's there's different there's different kind of. It will never not be angry. I think you know. I think that's, that's not something I'll ever read. But it there's a there's the, the the thing with time. I think is like there's pushy that's exciting energy, and then there's pushy that's like a vehicle with the handbrake off accelerating down a hill. Right, right. That's like just and and when it you know and you hear that kind of difference. I mean, um, and you know you hear that stuff like I mean Vinnie Paul was one of my favourite drummers and Igor Cavalier as well those guys are angry but there's such a head nod to everything they're yeah, playing and there's yeah, a you yeah. know and Vinnie Paul especially you hear it and it's yeah, like yeah, man yeah. that's rocking um, so 
I never, yeah, I totally, I, I you know, I, I love that compliment because it's like, we, one of the whole things with Tigers especially that made it, you know, our, our thing was like, we, the three of us loved so much different stuff, but the one thing we all agreed on was like Apex Twin, but there's enough, you know, when, when you see your, your kind of, the your live drum and bass drumming and all that stuff that that's quite, dry and technical you know as a, as a technical it's, challenge it's you know man, i'm gonna it's guff a lot of the time yeah yeah <laughs> it really is it's really you and, and, and you know and i feel like i can say that because i was in a really guff drum and bass band <laughs> really, i wanted to be really lame <laughs> i wanted to be for ages yeah and and actually, like one of the yeah, one of the cool conversations I have with a guy about the, the you know the them playing that stuff is you have to you know basically, it, I don't know like lightning bolt just open the door. I mean yeah, not absolutely, not that absolutely. there was not that there was no <clears throat> not that the door was shut before. Not that I was like sat there going I don't know how to do it. I was kind of um, I was playing that stuff and and kind of making it fall apart and you know and, and just holding together just, you know that kind of excitement mm. but seeing lightning bolt and getting into him and just he's that guy's got such a fresh take on heavy drumming that's got you know that's like it's punk as hell but it's, it's punk, uh, yeah it really but is. it is totally related to you know i mean his phrasing and all that lot is pretty drum and bass and is pretty apex twin and and just got just awesome, and it was like right. Well, that, that's the game change then. Excellent. Really, really, for that that was a big that was a moment for you. Where you thought, yeah, yeah, just in terms of like, yeah, without sounding like an old jazzer, uh, <laughs> vocab. You know, your vocabulary <laughs> really broadened out there. By the is yeah, man. It's but, like, but your your I would say that like particularly on tigers, like your your vocab is is you know it the prepared sounds that you use. I think it, it's obviously very different to like the lightning bolt mm. guys. Um, well, lightning bolt is quite did, a one-dimensional gig as well, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like you know, it, no one can do it as well as him. But it is like you know, we even even I want to hear something different after an hour of lightning bolt. When when did the prepared stuff? Who did you who did you nick nick that? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Stroden, <laughs> he's an okay. unbelievable Norwegian guy. Um, yeah, I know he, you actually got me into him. Yeah, I would, I would say, I would say, I would say you're different though. I mean, obviously, you know. Well, you, we all you, are, aren't we? You know, yeah, it's like yeah. you know, we we you nick something off someone. I nick, I nick loads of shit off him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, we, thanks, man. <laughs> we all nick as much as we want, but the the when it's when it's good, you 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 kind of go. All oh, right, I didn't realize that came from him. I mean, you know, he he was the guy that got me into when I saw him. He had like a mic on the floor, Tom, and a mic on the snare drum, and had some toys on it, and was looping them and using delays and stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, and he uses it in a great balance. In that, so much of what he does is just how amazing he is at playing <clears> the drums, and then you know all that what stuff. Normally, what it boils down to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he's yeah, he's absolutely you know he's really kind of amazing for that. But um, yeah, so it, was, it, it really is, you know, it comes down to it. It's like, okay, here's a little bit of Vinnie Paul. Here's a little bit of Brian Chippendale. Here's a little bit of Thomas Stronin. Here's yeah, a little yeah. bit of Thomas Harker. Yeah. Here's a little bit of Zach Hill. And and then and then kind of, here's a bit of Clyde Stubblefield. Here's a bit yeah, of, yeah, you yeah. know, you try and you you try and be, you know, as much as what you can do from those guys. I guess, I guess you can't help it because, you know, but to be... I mean, I, I always feel like I wanted to be, 
more than the sum of my influences you know what I mean you want to mm. kind of have your own thing but like I think I think with with like most musicians in fact with all musicians no not all there are a few people there are aliens that just appear out of nowhere and you're like okay yeah I don't you know where are, that came from you are like no one I've ever seen before yeah. But they're they're kind of super rare. But but uh, most musicians, you can say, oh, I can, I can, I can. Yeah. And actually, sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes you you might see, you know, you might see a, a drummer, and you go, oh man, that guy's got a real like, uh, I don't know, he's got a real, um, he's got a real gad thing. That's great. Mm. And he's like, he doesn't even know he, he's young. And he doesn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. know like Steve Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Or you yeah. know. Um, so yeah, you never know. But right, let's talk about Goldie. Mm. How did that come about? Oh man! So the the band, the Heritage Orchestra, that we've done. That's uh, I played with them kind of really early days. Um, like I was probably their second drummer when they they started off as like a college fun party. The, the guy that um, the guy there's two guys, Brainchild, and this guy Chris Wheeler um, did a club night um, doing um, doing. Uh, we played it with the kind of the precursor of one of our bands, you know, and, and just kind of like weird, cool music he'd put on and it was down at Cargo. And then they had a, a kind of celebration couple of years of the night or whatever and they decided to do a 40-piece funk band doing loads <laughs> of Isaac Hayes and did all you do that stuff. I did... I joined it like just after that. The first gig oh, they did was great. It was awesome. Shaft with the strings. Yeah, uh, not shaft, but like <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you know, okay. stuff like Truck Turner and stuff like yeah, all tunes like Shaft, yeah, yeah, like yeah. absolute kind of funk. Belters, loads of black exploitation stuff, and it was uh, loads of Lalo Schifrin, just yeah, wicked. When it, when you kind of think of it, like the rhythm section was the Calverts, and uh, they had like Ben Bryan on percussion and stuff like it was you know wicked band. Um, and Ian Tripp and Guy Wood on percussion as well. And they, uh, you know, kind of 40 people. And then they got me in on, on drums on a couple of gigs. Um, no, no one else was available. <laughs> yeah. They the called me. They called yeah, me. It was eight quid. I was, I was. <laughs> it was, yeah, they thought, who would do this for eight quid? Um, and, I mean, it's a pretty weird one, really, cause, just because I am so... Or at least I was so loud, especially playing funk, and with a ten-piece rhythm section... <laughs> And and it was it was hard because we were playing and it was it was pretty dug in and I think I was pretty insensitive at that time as well. I was at college and I was raging and it was just like smash it, smash punk, <laughs> smash. Um, and we did some awesome gigs. We did like you know we did some we did some of the amazing ones. <clears throat> Diodato doing a theme from two thousand and one with Diodato was hilarious because he uh, you know kind of he loved he loved shred. So by the end of the gig, everyone had had a couple of beers, and by the end it was just technically, technically, technically with Matt shredding and everyone, yeah, awesome. And uh, <laughs> and and then I we we did quite a few kind of concert halls, and it was like, oh man, this is, you know really you've got to play down. There's not many mics, and just sounded yeah. you know, and and we we kind of by the end of it, I was like, or not by the end of it, but by that time, I was like, guys, um, you know, um. I'm unconvinced whether we're the right, you know, we're the right people for it together. So I, I stopped doing it. It was kind of a mutual thing, and it, it was totally fine. Um, and then time passed, and I, I got into this, into the kind of electronic stuff, the effects and all this stuff. And we got back, and Chris got in touch with me, saying, "I'm trying to put on a night, um, just showing what the heritage thing does. Do you want to come down and 
do a bit of playing. So me, John and Matt went down with a string quartet as well and we, we did a quick knock-up of Aphex Twin. Um, four. Which tune? Four. The kind of ultimate glory one oh, from... Yeah, yeah. Um, is it from I Care Because You Do? It's brilliant. And um, and so we, we put that together. And um, this is, is this pre-Tigers? No, this would have been around the start of Tigers. No, no, maybe a couple of years into Tigers, actually. A few years in. And... Um, so yeah, we did that, and and then a couple of electronic projects were coming up. So they did um, this Joy Division one, and we got him back. And so I came came back in. We do a lot of noise stuff now, and a lot of electronic stuff. Just did Marauder as well, which was yeah. Really I know. Fun. I was going to say, I saw the video. Yeah, that looked cool. It was really fun. And you got to meet him. Yeah. Oh, he was I, I, saw, I saw a photo. Was that just a photo op? Yeah, yeah. No, it was actually a cardboard cut. <laughs> no, he was um, he was brilliant. He was hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, he was excellent. We walked off stage and he said to, he was so into it. He loved yeah. the gig. And he was okay. like, uh, um, you know, organ donor, the do da do da do da do the DJ Shadow kind of thing? Oh, I yes, can't yes, 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 yes. Um, he wrote that. He wrote the original of that. Did he? Oh. So that, is that, that, oh, that's obviously it's because that whole DJ Shadow is all sample. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. wrote that. And yeah. um, it was for some film years ago. We got off stage and he's like, I can't believe you made something amazing out of that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he, because we went into the DJ Shadow, do, 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 do. And he, yeah, he loved it. And that was it. That was at Sydney Opera House. Yeah, that was the Opera House. And then the, the next, just another gig, us, mate. Yeah, it just just, just rocked another, up. Just a... Was that a gig, the Marauder gig? Mm. Was that? We did. Were you just playing just Marauder stuff. Yeah, but saying just Marauder stuff is like saying, oh, I just wear trousers. No. You know, yeah. like you've written <laughs> so much. Because I didn't, really, you know, what? I watched them. Um, I like watch Scar Scarface is one of those. Films. Yeah, I yeah, watched, we did I the theme from Scarface. It. Oh. It's just like, and there's some, there's some b- brilliant. Yeah, Moments. the Tony's theme. They're going to. Which one's that? We, we've got a Juno here. We should, we should try and knock it up. Yeah. Lots of Juno. Nice. Mm. And it was brilliant fun just playing all that stuff and all the sequence of. And you did the, 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 obviously you did the Daft Punk. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so, you know, because I saw. That's the cliff I saw. You know, my name is Giorgio. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I saw you do that. Did you do the whole of. Did you do the Omar Hakim shred bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the whole end of the tune was a massive drum solo. And that was really right. fun because the whole gig had just been like. <laughs> like, yeah, like so many, yeah, absolute disco. And then for the last tune, it was like. And yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, that was excellent. He got his lines wrong in that. You know, in the original, he says, some. you know, at times I was so poor I'd sleep in the back of my car. He said, times I was so poor I drove home in my car. Yeah, mm. t- that sounds rough. Yeah, it was actually yeah, yeah, hard <laughs> times. And he, yeah, he was wicked. That was really so. Good. But anyway, so Goldie, that have been trying. They've been trying to do it for years. And so, the, you, so you played basically the whole of Timeless, right? Mm. So how did you approach that? Because it, it basically is, you know, like long notes by everyone else, mm. and then and then a drum. Yeah, it was terrible <laughs> when we first got drum it. Shit. We first got it, and the first rehearsal that was just me and Chris Wheeler, the the kind of producer, and he we listened through to it, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to learn this. This is there's so many drums in it, and and it's so much of it is just the drums, but then you realise pretty quickly because you know like Rob Playford did all the beats, and it breaks down pretty quickly actually into four bar loops, eight bar loops with then like second 
you know, kind of melodic drum parts over uh -huh. the top. And the second we started thinking of it like that, it's like, oh, okay, this clearly is an Apache break chopped up like this. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. a this is a, an Amen, obviously chopped up like this. Yeah, yeah. And then there's extra pitch snares over the top, adding a bit of funk here, and then the percussion's doing that. So yeah, which just made breaking down a load of demos on Ableton of being like, right, what would I play? What would I be able to play that sounds any good? Because you know, it's got to be funky as hell. Yeah, it's got to really get everyone nodding and dancing. And how how worried or you know when you got the brief from from Goldie or or the Heritage Orchestra guys, did they want bright? We want you to score this out. You want we want you to play it like note for note. I wanted to score this out and play it note for note because did you, did you score it out? I didn't score it out, but I did learn the parts note for note and then put in the variations as it went through when we were learning it. How long did that take? Um, it was a kind of nice combination where some of the guys that had done the arrangements had like charts that if you didn't know it, you wouldn't be able to kind of you wouldn't be able to read it off the chart. Yeah. But you'd be like, ah, that's where that happens. Um, and yeah, we really went to town on it. It was like, you know, there's no point doing this half-hearted. If yeah, I yeah. sit there and just play Yeah, then it'd be horrible. So we yeah. really learnt all the groups and and Matt Calvert of TTT and Art did an unbelievable job getting all the samples and scoring out the whole tune with like where pressure would come yeah, in and you know, like yeah, yeah. four and a half minutes in and you know he's got it all down by bars and it really yeah, it was amazing. It was and great. I guess there must have been like extra pressure on you because Goldie was gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was mean, like, oh shit, I really can't bluff this. Yeah, like, absolutely. And the fact that and also, Goldie was expecting, you know, chatting to him afterwards, Goldie was expecting the strings to be impressive and the in the rhythm section to be rubbish. You know, he's like yeah, really? okay. he's like, man, I was expecting it to be dry as hell. And it was one of those really nice vindications where you're like, uh, I chatted to Alex, who plays, who's playing drums with Anna Calvi right now, but he's the guy that played drums with Square Pusher. Right. Um, okay. And he is amazing. You know, he's absolutely like really awesome. And he, uh, we had a good drunk chat about it, and he was like, "No, you've got to go with it like lightning bolt. You've got to go punky with it. You know the." Everything they can do, like the accuracy and the feel and the, the kind of the precision, we can't really chase. But you can provide something that they can't provide: the the humanity and the and the sweat. And you got to remember that music's from like a basement in Bristol. You know, that's what this, that's what you've got to capture. It's got to be like punched to a face kind of energy. And and it was, you know, I really kind of chased that, and that's what me and Goldie just clicked on. Right. You know, you're just like playing these groups. He's got his head down by his, your snare drum, <laughs> screaming at you, going, come on, and just gurning. And, and it was amazing. You know, it's just like of weird. You, you've since recorded with him, right? Mm. So you've been recording drums on this new album? Yeah, which was obviously a slightly different experience. It was amazing because we had the percussionist, Hugh Wilkinson, who's great, and then Blees and me, yeah. all, at, all at Assault and Battery Studios, different rooms. Just, you know, again, the first. Again, again not here. <laughs> you haven't got three drum rooms. Yeah, just true. <laughs> yeah. And um, and yeah, they. I mean, Goldie booked it all. He was there, and the first day we just went through, recorded a load of breaks, and then the next day we all played and you know recorded bits mm. and got grooves happening. And that's for an album that's probably going to be out in about eighteen months. It's you know they've got a lot of work to do on it. Really? Okay. But it, yeah, so you know he he loved it. Um, and yeah, he wants to do it again, and he wants to do it with live shows and stuff. And that'd be awesome. I got the preamp on this. Might be a few people listening. Bet's got a really loud laugh, so much so 
that it's been parodied. I saw <laughs> that, that. It's, so, it's funny. so good, isn't it? So good. They had you down. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Those guys. Uh, it's tall ships. Tall ships. Actually, yeah. you know, they're, they're, yeah, we toured with them with Tigers. We toured with them with them for ES, and they are they are such funny guys. Those absolute great lads. Love seeing them out, but yeah, there's <laughs> they. I mean. The last, you know, I think it's a sustained campaign of bullying, really. The last thing they did, um, came back to uh, my van and they'd got uh, neon tape and done a massive dick, a jizzing dick down the I, side I, of my I, I, I saw that on Facebook. The full length of the van. So this is this is kind of warm by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely amazing, the kind of mooing noises and the boings and the... Yeah, oh god, I was. So it had your sound down as well, as well yeah. as your voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kind of just showing us all how easy it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it was really funny. So I had uh, the, the, the Emperor uh, Yes gig went well. Mmm, awesome. Thanks for asking. I, I debt for bets. <laughs> um, I've never debt for you before. Is that was that my first one? Um, yeah, yeah, must be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went well. Great. It was one of those gigs, and uh, you know I haven't done many gigs this year, but it was one of those gigs where. I haven't done it for a while where you know there's like a it's like a 27 band bill we're, we're on <laughs> and there's we're one on, DI box we're on yeah was, <laughs> do you know what I think all the gear was running through was going through Hugo's mixer brilliant all, all the stuff and then it was one DI box and um, but it's one of those games where you're like it's it's like 100 degrees awesome and by the time you get to the you know the kit it it's it's fucked yeah. You know, there's been like 18 like sweaty drummers like playing yeah. and there's also like there's no time there's, n- there's none of that like right I'm going to set up and then you know go backstage and because you're used to quite posh gigs yeah, well, no, you've no, been no, doing no, some really nice gigs I'm not being a dick and going oh, no no no, no I think it's great I think I'm it's really just having my feet massaged <laughs> and then you know weather Someone, someone brings me a hot towel like, no no because you know it's not that but, but you know it's you know at least just give me like ten minutes to like. Yeah, yeah. It was like right, you know, you get your symbols up, you get on, and then it's like, it's like three, and you're, four, you're like, oh, yeah. Do you know what? It was one of the it was one of the best gigs I've done. Nice. For, like, for, oh, for ages, we just had so much fun. Wicked. It was like really loud, like really punky. Like I, for some reason, I well, I've been moving house this week, so. I don't know where, you know, my house is, my, my life is in boxes, I don't know where anything is. Mm. I normally wear contact lenses and I was wearing glasses and you know, by the second song you're, you're, you're like... No, I've never uh, had that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like a homage to you actually. Yeah. But, you know, you kind of can't see anything mm. and everything's like really loud and oh, it's great. Yeah. It was, it awesome. was, it was, it was really good. The and, punky gigs of that band are wicked. I love them. They're the, you know, the really loud, I, yeah. I always kind of... I like it when it rocks, you know, when it, when it really gets loud with that band, it's good. How long's M3S been going? Um, it's weird, like, we recorded the original demos years ago, like maybe two and a half, three years ago. At Urchin? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, you, did, you did one thing at Urchin, We did right? a live session here, yeah. No, but in the old Urchin. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, yeah, that was after that, that was just a single we recorded there. Or just another load of but drums which one? Which which one? End of the world. Yeah, which is which obviously the best the best drum sound. It is the best. Drum it sound. is the best drum sound. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, and then we uh, yeah we because Ash has got a studio in his basement obviously, yeah. so we recorded everything there. And um, why did, why did you come to why did you come to Action? Your singer's got a studio. 
I think we came there because like um, like Ash had like lent you something or something like that, you know. Dan yeah, had been think, like, I think we, we had a studio swap actually. Yeah. yeah, and then it was, Ash was like, "Great, we'll just give us a day at Urchin." Yeah, and we were well excited for it. And then, but yeah, so we recorded it years ago, and then it kind of, Ash kind of sat on it for six months and finished them all, and then we tentatively started gigging it, and it kind of took a while. Um, you know, you kind of sit there for a bit. But then, you know, suddenly an album was there and we were like, oh, wow, let's do that. Album, album sounds great. Who was the guy that mixed it? Claudius. Man, really good mixes. Mm, yeah. Like, he's got a really cool sound. Yeah, it's pretty big, isn't it? That's massive. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to know what he... I almost wonder whether it's whether it's too big, whether it's too... No, no, no. No, I don't think it's... It's quite Andrew WK. It's not pompous, though. You know, exactly, you and know, that's the worry. You know, it's, that's it's, the worry it's, yeah. it's that you know you want it big, and and they are kind of like it's it's fat, but it's not like kind of I don't know. It's not like verby and big and like pompous. Mm. It, 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 it's really punchy and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's 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 it, yeah. It sounds great. No, he's done an amazing job. Definitely, it is wicked. And uh, and the other thing is like the kind of the Chris Boyle stuff, like the videos that we do with it is. We just did another M3S video just before you did that gig. And oh, really? Yeah. And uh, actually, really tell fun. me about that. What's what's you all dressed up as like squirrels or something? You always got to dress up monkey man. Oh, the monkey song. It was really fun. Um, oh, that's a fun one to play, isn't is it? It, that's it, it, it was, was it that the, monkey song. Yeah. That was the most difficult to learn. Mm. For some, there's reason. a lot of little bits in the form yeah. where like Hugo and Ash would just tie it up with the lyrics and would. It would probably be something that you'd be like, that's a bit of a dodgy edit, but actually let's keep it. So the form is pretty weird. You know, it's like, oh, the band drops I out. Found, I, found, I found the beat hard to learn on that one in the, in, in the sense of, like, it's quite a simple beat, but, you know, sometimes there are those kind of corners in simple beats that mm. you're, you've never perhaps done that combination of yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's it's you're like, why is this so difficult? Because, you know, this is like kick snare hat mm. at like kind of 90 BPM or whatever. It, yeah, you know, yeah. it, this shouldn't be that hard. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's really hard. Mm. Yeah. No, we, um, we <laughs> did that video and uh, Hugo, me and Ash were there at like six o'clock in the morning. So Chris Boyle was amazing. I'm sure you've come across Chris at some mm. point. He's done like yeah. the reset video. And yeah, yeah. Amazing guy. Um, amazing kind of brain and he uh, <laughs> he did we got these prosthetics out so we had this uh, get there at six and start having our faces glued with all this stuff and Hugo was there when we arrived and he's getting glued up and he like comes off and it's like wow that looks amazing uh, then Ash has done gets up and looks like this kind of mutant version of Gaz Coombs it was brilliant like weird <laughs> fake nose really freaky massive forehead and I was like the nose out there having all these massive fake forehead massive teeth massive fake nose put my glasses back on still looked at it and looked exactly the same as I looked before <laughs> <laughs> and it was like oh man that's just my stupid face um, yeah but it was it was it was again it was really awkward because kind of 10 in the morning you're up on a roof capering about like some kind of yeah. Mutant I, monkey I, man. I, I hate doing videos. I don't like them because you arrive at six in the morning and you never, well, in my experience of them, not that I've done like loads of them, and I'm never like the main dude, you know, I'm not going, like, <laughs> like if I'm lucky, there's like a hand. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's my hand. Yeah. You tell your mum, like, oh, I'm going to spit it out, you know, check yeah, it out, watch, it's, out. Or, or watch it. It's, 
you know, it's going to be on at like 11.30 on Channel 4. It's like <laughs> yeah. the, the premiere. No, I haven't seen it and it's like my hand or, or mm. my mouth. Or something. It's going to be released on Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, but, but I find it, yeah, you get there at like six, like six in the morning and you're never, you never have to do anything before like two. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you've had like, you know, it's just like, this is rubbish. The second you get there, you're having your face glued and then you mm. run up and, and he's, and Chris is like, right, in this scene, you burst out of the door and you're kind of scared of the sun and you're, oh man, it was what, horrendous. What are, your, what are your acting chops like? Terrible. Oh, are they? Yeah, I'm absolutely excruciating. And uh, yeah, we, we kind of bumble around and all this stuff. But it was, by the end, it was really fun because the last bit we were shooting was just, kind of really slow 400 frames a second dancing in front of the camera and that was that it appears I can just you're, flail around and do flying natural, kicks you're a natural that's dancer. great yeah it's, do, 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 do people ever say to you oh you're you know you're a drummer you must be a good you must be a good dancer because you've got a good sense of rhythm I've had people a few people I've had, definitely had that obviously because I'm an amazing dancer <laughs> <laughs> but I am a very reluctant dancer and it has to be basically has to be James Brown yeah for me to for dance me as well like the James well, James Brown sober I'm like if I hear James Brown mm. it just makes me want to move yeah but like you know if you're at a wedding you'll you'll, you'll be dancing to come on Eileen like everyone <laughs> you know yeah so good. when you when you like yeah when did you first start drumming um, I, I kind of counted twice because you know if I properly said how long I've been playing it, so it's incredibly embarrassing. And you think, oh, I should be way better than I am. Yeah, I think that. No, sorry to interrupt, but but yeah, I'm going to be. It's my birthday soon, and I'm going to have been playing drums for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, which makes me feel God. I should be like, I should be amazing by now. Mm. But, but but anyway, going back to it. Um, so I was seven, and my dad got me a kit, <clears> and okay. um, and it was like. Yeah, you know, I had a I had a drum kit and I liked Liberty DeVito with Billy Joel. I still like Liberty. He's been there. Yeah, you know, he's totally amazing. But it's Great. like that kind Great. of you know, it's like that's a video that we own of a gig, so I will play right, it right, to yeah, that, yeah. you know, rather than rather than actually um, knowing what music I like. And then and then it wasn't until I was kind of like fourteen that I started playing like Guns N' Roses in a band with friends. But were you into it first? Like when you when the kit arrived, well, were you like, this is I mean, is I for loved me. the kit. I loved you know. the kit, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I sat there and people said, do paradiddles. People say, do jazz independence. People said, oh, you should try and learn this. You know, I worked my way through, what's his name, Savage's Art of the Drummer and stuff that like that. Was that, and was that a good one? It, was, it wasn't. Was it was, <laughs> you know. It had like rock one and all that shit, rock and yeah, one. and all the kind of uh, day pass or rock one uh, graded course of drum kit ones, yeah. which were brilliant. But yeah, and that, and literally, uh, I remember at school, like people, we people were like, "Oh, bring in a song you want to play," and I bought in a day pass or <laughs> drumming play along, and it's like I had no taste in music. I mean, I I kind of listened to a lot of stuff, and then as I got a little bit older, you suddenly actually discover your own taste in music. Yeah. So by the time I was thirteen, fourteen, I was really. That's the age. Yeah, really I remember like my mate giving me Downward Spiral at 13. I was into kind of the grid, um, you know, kind of weird house band and like lightning seeds and stuff like that, you know, weird kind of not amazing, you know, not with a kind of vibe. And then at 13, someone played me Downward Spiral and Far Beyond Driven and that just been like, whoa, okay, that's that's changed the game. But yeah. I, I mean, I was into Guns N' Roses before then, but not as much as some of my mates but I did play them in the band and that was the key that was the thing where three Stephen Adler on Matt Sorum was it the, was it the kind of it was mm, it was yeah it was Adler it was, was you know Appetite it was a, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was Appetite okay. definitely 
because we just played like yeah Paradise City and stuff like that super um, fun I did a, I did a, um, a like a function gig with some friends like a wedding gig and we did Paradise City oh my god oh it's just brilliant it's glorious to play it's absolutely amazing great drum part yeah yeah, the it intro. does everything. Everything and you, and you get drumming. to do the bonhomie bit at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's amazing. Mm. Mm. No, I mean, they, yeah, or Matt Sorum. Both are amazing. Yeah, I, to, to be honest, Matt Sorum was was say the second drum with Guns N' Roses was like my utter hero. Yeah, when I was like kind of. Do you know what? Actually, I I was talking about this with someone the other day. I think there's probably maybe ten people that if I met or if I saw them. And, and and there was a, a you know and, it, and I could go up to them and, and talk to them I'd like I'd like have to because mm. they've like changed my life yeah, yeah, and yeah. like the, you know and and I, Matt Sorum is in that list just Amazing. because just because I was like you know I just I just loved the way he played when I was a kid and I just yeah, used yeah. to like spend ages trying to figure it out and and. Uh, and I still think he's he's still cool, man. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, and it, you know, even when even in a terrible situation for him, like that Buddy Rich thing, you know, burning for Buddy. I thought he, he sounds cool. awesome. No, do you know why? Because he, do you know, because he did his thing. Mm. He just went, okay, I'm not a jazz drummer. Yeah, he was like, let's I'm do just the, gonna, let's I'm, do just the gonna rock. I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna, I'll just, I'm just play gonna bring it really yeah, yeah. loud, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it and it will be awesome. <laughs> and it, like, don't worry, guys, just put your earplugs in, it'll be fun. <laughs> and then, yeah, and it is. It's like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. No, I think like um, well, I bloody met one of mine, Eagle Cavaliera. It was like, how how did that go? Did you, that, were, were you? It was a game changer, really. really. When was it called? Did you act like a twat? I acted like a twat. Um, <laughs> I or not not kind of at the time, but it didn't really know what to say to him because it was like he. Uh, if you listen, if the, you're listening, Eagle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the context? So the original we were supporting Dillinger Escape Plan at Coco and that was um, you know that was great it was a really fun gig mm. and there was a guy who stood by the side of the stage quite sharply dressed and you know kind of, and kind of looked at us and I thought eh, I didn't think I recognised him but then when we were backstage and um, at the next gig the next night of the tour and like Greg was like oh well of course when Igor came down it was like what and uh, yeah Igor Cavalier who lives really? in Tufnell Park now and was just like yeah. I was like, man, that is a real drumming inspiration. That is that's amazing, and um, yeah. So I uh, and then he dropped a post on our Facebook. So I didn't meet him there, but he dropped a post saying, "Great gig the other day. Really, really enjoyed the gig." And it was like amazing. So dropped him a thing, went to watch one of his gigs, um, and met him at the Old Blue Last with like twenty people in there. That him and his him and his wife do this band Mix Hell. That's kind of like her playing electronica tunes and him drumming along. And um, it was great to kind of uh, meet him in that, you know. In that and room. did you chat drums? Did you chat drums? No, did, not not. And did you say thank you? Like, did you? Yeah, I you did. Are, what, what, I, what did you? I kind of did, you know. But but there's no good way to do it. The only way you can do it really is if they've seen your gig. You know, you don't want to yeah. meet them just as a bloke on the street. That it sounds really arrogant, doesn't it? But you kind of. If you meet them no, and they've just you watched mean. your set and they're like, great yeah. set, and you're like, I don't need to, you know, I know who you are, and that's amazing, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, with Chino with the Deftones, you didn't want to just run up to Chino and be like, oh man, that was amazing. You want him to say, you know, you want to spot him at the sound check and then yeah, yeah. be like chatting to him. I mean, or you want to be like, you're right, there's a total difference between going up to someone and then being like introduced to someone. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, or, or yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I'm with you there. Yeah. And, and, and if, they, if they're introduced, they're like, oh, I know, I know who that is or something. You know, it's, 
it, it's yeah, it's it's a weird one, but yeah, I totally think that it's really um. So yeah, that was wicked. But I I just wanted to kind of I don't know. I wanted to. I was like, oh, let's have a play. Let's have a drum play. <laughs> I just want to have a play with Igor Cavalera. Didn't expect anything to come of it. Didn't want it to be. You know, didn't know what it was going to be for. Didn't know anything. It didn't happen. But you know, it was really? just like it would have been amazing. But. Would it, you know, would it have would been it, would it, yeah, amazing? Really... It, would, it would have just been something to tick off, but it's like, he's busy, you know, he's, he's got Cavalier Conspiracy and he's got Mix Help and he's off so around the world. Have you met any other of your kind of big... Well, I guess Deftones were probably, yeah. you know, like Chino and Abe Cunningham. I mean, Abe Cunningham was amazing. That, that kind of drumming of that time, he was, you know, that was like, wow, heavy shit doesn't have to be gothy. You know, mm. it can be just ordinary guys rocking out, and that's really cool. Other than that, I had a few. Um, but yeah, no, I think those are the big ones. Yeah, I haven't met Max for him yet. Yeah. You know who I did meet? Um, I met John Paul Jones last year. Nice. He's on my, definitely anyone in Zeppelin is mm. on my list of ten. And um, yeah, I met John Paul Jones, and he was just like the coolest guy. And like, I was highly aware of like, it was at a festival, and uh, I was playing. C sixty was on the bill. I think I, I think after us, and 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 John Paul Jones plays in like his his band like when whenever you know whenever he's free. Mm. So he just like kind what, of. Well, he was playing with C sixty. Yeah, and um, and he was great. C sixty was great. He's like the nicest dude. Yeah, I and bet. Uh, and and John Paul Jones just like we were kind of about to go on stage, and, and John Paul Jones just like came over. And started chatting. I'm like, you know, and I'm like highly aware of like, you know, just everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Whether your shoes are tied up, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm just like, and and we got to talking about Zeppelin, and uh, he and he kind of brought it up. So I thought, I oh, maybe I can ask about. So what's what's the the string sound on the rain song? And he's like, oh, you know, it's. Uh, I think it was a Mellotron, but it was broken, and he kind of really went into it, nice. and he started dorking out, and I was Great. Just like, yeah. yeah. And then we had so to awesome. go on stage and play a show, and I've never been so reluctant to go on stage. I was just like, <laughs> I'll almost like you're on now, and like, but but I'm chatting to, yeah. I'm dorking yeah. out with John Paul Jones. Yeah. What do you think I came here for? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, um, I mean Eno, we want you know meeting Eno. So yes, you worked with Eno, right? Now we're just name dropping. Yeah, this is a clang. Um, <laughs> it was it wasn't working. We had a jam, and he came to a gig. But he, uh, you know, he's he, he's just amazing for like what he stands for as an artist, and mm. what, you know, and, and kind of his he's got that kind of weird mix of of being quite well, amazingly creative, but quite realistic about what the creative process is. And quite utilitarian about it, like mm. right, we need to get somewhere with creative stuff. So let's let's finish this, mm-hmm. and you know, rather than a hundred percent airy fairy, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's you know he's really kind of on it, and that that was yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, I mean, I don't think he was even on my list really. You know, it's not like someone I grew he's up. He's not on loving. my list. Sorry, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's I, one I of the things that's amazing, amazing. to me. But yeah, it's not. It's not. Because actually, like, a lot of people on my list are actually quite. You know, I don't listen to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Now, well, yeah, exactly. Like I did like, when I was, but when I was fourteen, and you know, they were like gods, mm. and and that that shit doesn't leave you. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. That stuff. I that don't had, think you ever love an album as heavily as you do when you're kind of fifteen. You know, you will never. 
hear a new album and it will move you the way that what, music what moves were your, you. What were your records? When you were 15, what what, what were your... <laughs> They're pretty terrible when you look back at it. Not, but not no, all of them. Not all of them. I think when Tool, Enema, was like... Anima was... Um, that was like, whoa. Yeah. Whereas if I listen back to it now, that one is probably still good because they're not quite as pompous as they get in like 10,000 Days or Lateralis even. You know, it's like... I quite, it, I quite like those records. They're amazing. They're amazing. But, you know... I think like, if you're going to do pompous, they they, they Yeah, it. if you're going to do pompous, you may as well be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Downward Spiral, Far Beyond Driven, Rage Against the Machine. Um, Which record, Rage Against the Machine? The songs, the first one. Yeah. You know, you kind first of, one, I mean, I list. I still listen to production. I prefer like the later ones, but, but you yeah, know, I, I yeah, wish yeah. the first one had the production. Like, but yeah, yeah, the first one, amazing. See, that's funny because the the production for me on the first one is uh, is the best. Right. I really love. Yeah, I just the way that record's put together. Apparently, just recorded in a room with a, like an audience there as well. Apparently, yeah, I, I'd you like can't to hear it. No, you can't hear that. It 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 sounds quite even now because you know. I that's one of the, you know that's one of the records that I liked when I was fourteen that I listen to now and I still like I still think yeah, this is yeah. great yeah, yeah. and it, it doesn't it sounds quite work you know work worked mm. like it it doesn't sound like just, yeah oh yeah we just kind of got some SM fifty sevens in the room yeah and just yeah. you know got got our mates in and it, it's it but maybe maybe it was I I don't yeah. I don't know yeah no I um no I think it's uh, yeah I think they're I I haven't really oh, I'm trying to think what other ones you know I mean. It, some terrible stuff like Demanufacture Beer Factory but I, don't, just, I, don't, I don't know it's fallen by the wayside it's like you know Christ that's a terrible album but yeah what what is what were really like I said for me it was like the records that I still like was like Nirvana Nevermind yeah and, and also Nirvana Nevermind came out exactly at the point where I changed from liking Michael Jackson which I still do Michael Jackson yeah. awesome. but you know when you're and then you're 13 and then Nirvana never, you know, yeah. mine comes out and you're like, oh, hang on. And, mu- and it, you know, <laughs> this just, is where it's at. Yeah, just there's something that happens, isn't it? Yeah, like I, I liked a lot of stuff that's still good before getting into Down Spiral, but you know, suddenly something just speaks to you and it, it's like you become a person when they say it, you know, when you hear it. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. wow, this is about me. This isn't about that's a nice sound or, you know, this, this actually kind of strums you like a guitar string. You know, it's. A- Mate, that would, be, that would be a good gig for you. Nine Inch Nails. I saw Nine Inch Nails like yes, last year in 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 Zurich, at a festival, and I must say it's one of one of the most perfect gigs. Did you did you see them on that tour? I uh, know I haven't seen them for years. I saw them on the um, the Fragile. Oh, tour. mate! So you really haven't seen them for for I a long time. For ages, yeah. And I thought that the Fragile was an unbelievable gig as well. That I was bet absolutely it was. amazing. Was that Josh Reese on drums? No, it was before him. It was... Really? So who was playing? <sighs> it was going to be some. Bad motherfucker. He was amazing, but yeah. it was that really gothy guy um, who was before Josh Freeze, and I can't remember his name, but he was brilliant. Yeah. He was absolutely brilliant, and uh, you know the whole gig was amazing. Um, and it really felt like I, while I love everyone that's been in his band since, it does feel like he's got a load of amazing session heads in his band. Whereas when I saw them, it was like this is Nine Inch Nails. Really? You know, this is this is Robin Finker. This is whoever that guy is on drums, and it was like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But I mean, I, I guess I guess that's the heart. That's the thing, though, is that like, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are, you know. Like Matt Sorum was a better drummer than Stephen Adler. Yeah. In a lot, in in most ways, but really, Guns N' Roses yeah. is about is about it's yeah. about appetite for destruction lineup. And, totally. and you know, I think anyone that joins 
particularly a band like Nine Inch Nails that have been going for so long. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who does that gig. Yeah. Though I, 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 think, I think for a lot of people, actually, I, I saw Josh Fleet on that gig and he, it, it didn't feel like... No, he's he's one of the he's just one of those guys, man. It's just like oh, he's yeah. so good. He's that beautiful new breed of session rock drummer that doesn't sound like a session drummer. Yeah. You know, plays it like it's his, like he's been playing that gig his whole life. God, yeah, no, there, there's so many guys like that that it's like, oh, that's what it's about now, isn't it? It's about being, it's about being perfect, like session drummers are, but then doing it with all the heart and humanity that goes with being a great drummer. Dave Grohl or someone, you know, it's like yeah, that. Yeah. That's that's what's amazing now. You know, we're past the kind of the guy that nails it, and we're into this kind of amazing time. You know, all those guys, um, Waronka. Um, if I said that right, Waronka. Waronka. <laughs> He's so good. He's amazing, and He's so good. yeah, and like I never saw him at Atoms. John uh, Ghostbird guys, Blees and John Calvert saw them, and, and John well. got to meet Flea, and yeah. that obviously is like in a pretty bucket list. Yeah, and then he was like, "Can I get a photo?" And apparently Flea said, "Oh, don't be that guy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, served. Yeah, totally but then he got served. the photo. Anyway. Did he? Did he get the photo? Anyway? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I saw it was on Facebook. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like, I like saw that photo. You know, we're going back to like how how would you describe yourself? Mm. I would not describe myself as a, as a session drummer because mm. I think that that's well. I, I, a, I don't think that's what I do in the sense of like the people that I play with. I tend to play with them for like long periods of time. Yeah, yeah. So I so I, you're I, just in a lot of bands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how mm. I feel. Like I, I'm, I just play with people. But I think the term session drummer is like it's kind of it's quite cold. I think that like I don't know like well like Ralph Salmons is a great session drummer that sounds like he plays in the band. Ralph, I think Ralph's exceptional. Yeah. Do you know what? I met him doing, this is, this is really, I was doing a mime. I was on The <laughs> Voice. Right, which is like. <laughs> you look great, man. I you look, look great. great. But anyway, I, I'm like miming, you know, and I've got like the, 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 the you know, the crappy symbols and, mm. and, 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 you know, all the, the, the shit on my tom so I don't make any noise. And, I, and we were sound checking. And, and, you know, in the voice, like, they have a band. And so we're doing a sound check. And I look behind me, and Ralph's watching me. I'm just uh-huh. like, oh, man. And I'm miming. Yeah. I, felt like, I felt like such a douche. It would have been better to be pissed outside a pub. <laughs> it would have been, been, been. I don't know. But, you know, I, I've i never been in that situation before. Because, you know, it's hard enough when a drummer's watching you. Mm. You know, a drummer that you really like is watching you. Yeah. And, you, you know, you notice that but. But but the fact that I was miming, I don't know. It just, it, but he was really cool. I had a really nice chat with him. Yeah. And um, he's he but yeah, but he's a, he's a, he's a, an amazing drummer. But 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 going back to what I was saying, like, people don't want you to be perfect. Like you know, you can get like really perfect and also like great sounding drums in like BFD really quickly that are perfectly mm. in time. Yeah. And and I think people want some kind of like you know. I think when they call on you to do something in a kind of session capacity, they want a kind of bespoke service. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, you, you're, you hear their song and you bring something that's, mm. like, you know, really, like, unique and a kind of, for, for, for one time only, you're, you, you know what I mean? You're giving <laughs> yeah. it a bespoke, whereas, you know, it's whereas BFD is just, like, you know... Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It's just a sort of... It does what it does. It does. It, it, it like it does what it does. I had exactly that. You know, there were some funny stories about Charles Hayward. I, I met 
um, Charles because he lives in Deptford just around by our practice room that's and he's great and he plays a lot with like hot chip and stuff but he's a real awesome kind of loose cannon improv drummer and he's he's amazing but he uh, yeah he was like um, he was we were chatting about his session experience and he said the worst ones always were where they basically got him in as a name but they wanted the BFD respond he's like sat and he's like he is the last person you would call for that stuff yeah whereas when you're like you know what this track would sound cool with Charles Hayward on drums then you give Charles <laughs> Hayward a ring and he comes in and wigs out on it it's like great yeah. that's you know that's exactly what we're after I, I find that if I, if I call anyone in the studio to like do do things and it's it's not usually drums but you know, if there's like a like a bass player or something mm. you, you've got to let that person like do their thing yeah, yeah otherwise like why yeah, you know, why, why, ha- yeah. why have that? And you know, I've been I've been on like sessions where exactly they they just want oh that that the what the phrase I hate the most is oh we just want options ah <laughs> which means you know you don't know what you want yeah and, yeah you know you're going to end up just using me for samples yeah and, and wasting your time and money yeah, yeah you know but yeah I always find that like you know that's when we mainly that comes up in teaching um, you know we like teaching at um, at the college um, that was called Tech Music School that's now the BIM Institute London or something really like that. is it BIM now yeah actually it's, that's that's something I wanted to chat to you about was the teaching because mm. that's always something that's important to you yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's I mean yeah the college you know it, it, it was bought a couple of years ago and they just realised that it doesn't really make sense to have five BIM colleges and a tech music school so it totally it does make sense it really does and yeah, but you you're kind of you. It's one of those places that um, that there's a oh god, how do I say this? Um, that you're like edit that bit out. Uh, <laughs> you know, that there's a there, there is a well, basically, you know, the, one of the best outputs of that college, one of the best exit points for being on a degree there is being a pop session player. Yeah, and. And that's a scary thing to do for exactly the reason you say. Like, you don't want to be, you don't want to sit there and try and be all things to all people because you'll be nothing to no one. You'll, you'll, you know, you've got to start your music definitely just being like, well, this is how I want to play. This is what I want to do. Um, if I need to then kind of chase something a little later and be like, yeah, I know it'd be nice to plug a few holes in my playing or something. But if you sit there and, and don't have any kind of spark and it, it, it's a bit harsh to say spark and fire because they, you know, there's a lot of really good players there, but it's, it's what you want from your drumming. And the best thing you can do is be the best version of you you can be. Make sure that that thing of you carries weight because exactly like you say, like the, the days of being the drummer that comes in and lays it down is gone because they can do that way cheaper. In, in way less time, with way less effort, with way less space. You know, they can do it on a computer, on a train. You can make an amazing sounding drum track. I think people often call drum, drum drummers in because they're stuck. Like yeah. The track's not working. Like we've yeah. tried it. We've tried it with programming. And can like you working. toughen up my song a bit? I yeah, guess. exactly. And they want you to sort of have a, a kind of a, you know... I don't know. But I, There's to, a bring to bring it to, it, life, to bring it. Yeah. yeah, and that's not that's not like you know hit playing in the middle of the beat yeah. and just do and playing safe. I don't think I think when you, you know when you record drums today, it, you can't be safe. 
you've got to be, you know, you've got to make, you've got to be bold in your in your in your approach to it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I saw a band the other day, right? I'm not I'm not going to say who they are. Um, but they were like it was like a kind of an, like a newly signed artist, and um, you know he's like you know he's just signed to quite a big record deal, and I saw him in a in a a venue in 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 West London, and he had a band of like kind of college really good kind of college students, and it was just they were all on in ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like that's like you're playing, you know, you're playing the Nottingham Arts Club. Do you know what I mean? No, no, that was the venue. You're playing the Nottingham Arts Club. Like, why? Are you yeah, kind of capacity of what a hundred. Yeah, and and there wasn't like that. And and to be fair, they sounded. They'd like they'd all done their homework. They sounded good. They were playing in time. Mm. The, the drummer was really in the middle of the beat on the click. Yeah. But man, it was boring. Yeah, I and, exactly and you just wanted we... to like rip your ears out have a beer and or just do whatever but just kind of like you know it's just like and and I think that like you could you could go it's just become quite homogenized mm. and it's just like no none of you are bringing anything to this yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's like they've learned from the thing that was there replicating what they want you know like they've learned from BFD you know they've yeah. they've, they've learned from that or you know they haven't, but you know that that's being that's being. It's very easy to get grumpy and. Are we grumpy old? Yeah, exactly. Old it's very easy now, to be grumpy old farts and sit there and distant because there's a lot of amazing, amazing. There's a lot of amazing places. Yeah, there is. There is. But yeah, no, I saw exactly the same thing at a festival, um, and it was, and a lot of it was arrangement as well. It was like, okay. and you know, kind of what are you up to? And a lot of it, it was same again. Newly signed artist, everyone on in ears, um, and. And a lot of it was the first choice part. Okay, here are the chords. Great. So as a guitarist, I shall strum the full bar <laughs> chord, and and on a kind of Les Paul with a thick distortion sound, and and that's rock, isn't it? <laughs> and um, and it's like no, rock is rock is sweat and wanting to yeah. stomp on something. You know, yeah, they, they, yeah. there's the, the the kind of expression at the bottom I, of it. I, I I really like recording. Like, you know, I've. I feel like one of the best things about being involved in a studio is been like recording drummers. Like I love, I love recording drummers, mm. and and I and I've got to say I like the ones who are like. I'm not gonna say not that good, but just like, who who just have their own thing. Mm. You know what I mean? And they might not actually. They might not be drummers. It might just be like like a friend of theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? And and, and actually sometimes that's awful you know their mate it depends what they do but sometimes it's amazing yeah. it's just like oh this guy just doesn't give a fuck if they treat <laughs> it if they treat it as like this is what I do and the song works around this then it's always amazing whereas if they treat it if they're like oh I'm I have no facility but I'm trying to chase a different sound then yeah. it's lethal then it's like oh god no we're going to be here for days you know I'm going to be lining up stuff whereas if it's like White Stripes even even Flaming Lips like when Steven gets on the kit He's amazing, but he's not perfect. He's far from perfect, but he's amazing. And yeah, those yeah, are two yeah. different, totally different words, aren't they? It's like yeah, yeah. totally different musical things. And yeah, he, like as Tom and Ash, it, I mean, I didn't get to hang around, but the guys hung around at End of the Road and saw Flaming Lips. Right. With a full live band now, no track anymore. You know, it's yeah. all totally live. Ash and they said it was me, the yeah. best he's ever seen them. Yeah, Ash was, he's seen them did, like, what, 50 he, times. Did he get on the Zorp? 
I think that happened as well, you know, they, they when it works. But um but yeah, and it, it you know, Stephen got on the kit for um uh, race for the prize, you know, the kind of opening banger. And it was and Tom was like, It's the best drumming I've ever seen. And the guy's really? the guitarist and pianist in the band, you know, it was like it was just so rocking. Just because he knows how to play that beat. You know, that, that <laughs> song is written around that, that beat. That might be the only beat you can play. Well, exactly. But, still, yeah. but that, that's, yeah. that's, that's. But then, you, then you're into a really weird thing of like, well, what the hell is learning music then? If the best thing about music is that guy playing that one beat that he knows amazingly, God, what are we doing? You know, like, where, what do you learn? <laughs> well, no, I think you just learn more, don't you? You, you don't just learn where you know the, how to hit it on the poles but how does he make that beat sound amazing that's great and I, I sometimes think I have like you know and, and I don't like it when I when I do this but I have certain beats I slip into that are comfy mm. you know and you just find yourself like just defaulting to them mm. and I hate it when I do that yeah do you know what I mean yeah and just like oh this is too, absolutely this is too. I, I get so frustrated with myself for that but 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 then again, if that works, yeah. No, I guess if it works, then fine. Like look at Pearl Jam versus the same drum beat for like the first six tunes, different <laughs> tempos. But I yeah no, I find like I I you know I try and I've got these kind of awful tropes in my playing. That... But I I always think like if I'm if I end up doing like one of my like you know just you know rock one. <laughs> yeah. You know I know doing one the beats I always do. I like okay so how can I how can I make this interesting? And I often find it's like, okay, don't, I often then, maybe I sort of make it a bit more intellectual and maybe that's a problem, but I just like, I won't play the kick on the one. Or, or you know, mm. you'd say, so you, or, or I'll just, you know, but I did, I did a, I did an interesting thing the other day. What is interesting for me, I did an EP with no symbols. Wow. I made a no symbol rule. Yeah. And it was really cool. Nice. And I just, and before doing it, I was like, because I, I, was, I was producing it with Dan, but I was playing drums on it as well. I was like, right, no cymbals. Nice. Or, or actually, that, that, that isn't quite true. Did you tell the artist before? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, so it's a jazz album when you're like, yeah, there's no cymbals on this one. No, um, the artist was like, I think I, I think I told the artist, you know, most artists don't give a shit about drums. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they just yeah. they just want to hear a beat that feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't they don't care. And um but I said no symbols, it was no crashes, it was it's no long Right. No long notes mm. on on the drums. And it actually ended up being on it's a five track EP and there ended up being one cymbal crash in like a real prominent place and it was glorious. <laughs> yeah. It was the best, you know, it's like <sighs> Yeah. but and that was that was I, I I might do that again. I bet the kit sounded amazing on it as well. Like when you got no long symbols. Yeah, it, it was cool, man. It, we we got a really I think we got a quite a good sound mm. like, like going on. But um, I quite like that that you know. But basically, I think if you impose some like rules on yourself mm. as well, it stops you. You know, yeah. it stops you going into that beat your rock one. But I, <laughs> but that's the thing that I think when we're writing with tigers and we're jamming, I, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not going to play rock one, and but then that, I just fall into the next trope along, and it's like, uh, it's like jungle, jungle two. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I go into, I go into, into clever twats rock one. You know, it's like, oh, he's displaced the snare drum into the two ends. It's like so kind of, oh no, not that again. You know, right? So. How are we going to wrap this up? Uh, do I need a real great send-off of a gag? Let's, 
Go on, go on then. Yeah, yeah. The floor's yours. Um, damn it, I did have a really good one, but yeah, no, let's not worry about that. Let's leave it there, Adam. Awesome. Thanks for popping in. Right, great. I'll see you later.